This is Kelly Curry talking about writing Thelma and Louise. With Thelma and Louise, it was it was completely I was called to it. Mm-hmm. You know, that was and and unfortunately, I mean, fortunately and unfortunately, that was the greatest experience writing I've ever had. And I don't expect that I'll ever have that again. It was like the whole thing came at once, like the whole feeling of the movie. Like what people, I hope, left the theater feeling, that's how the movie came to me. Like getting punched in the heart. It was bizarre. But that's the line that came, two women go on a crime spree. And I knew that it was two average women who were not criminals, who were only outlaws in that the society that we were asked to live in was so insane that you could not help but break the law if you were yourself. And so I'd never written anything before, and I had no idea how to do it, and I just knew that people did it. And I was producing music videos, and I think I said this yesterday, but I was watching people get stuff made that I was just like, are you kidding me? That clown got somebody to give him money to make a movie? Are you kidding me? You know? I mean, it was happening all over the place, you know? And so I thought, why can't I be that clown, you know? And... And so, but anyway, the point was, I just wanted to see if I could finish it, because the, up until then, that had been my biggest problem, is ever finishing anything. And this, and this is Required Watching, where we watch the essential films from lists of cinematic influencers and look at them through the lens of learning about filmmaking and how to move forward. I'm your host, Trey Epps, and today we're talking about 1991's Thelma and Louise, which was directed by Ridley Scott, directed by Ridley Scott, written by Kelly Curry. Starring Susan Sarandon, Gina Davis, and this movie, of course, is about two friends who set out on an adventure, but it soon turns out that it's a terrifying escape from being hunted by the police as these two girls escape for crimes that they committed. Thelma and Louise has been super impactful on pop culture. I mean, how many times do we we see a car being thrown over a cliff or simply being called, you know, having two women being called Thelma and Louise? Of course, I feel like I feel like I've seen Thelma and Louise a thousand times, but in reality, I probably haven't. It's probably probably just been soaked into my brain as one of those films that I've seen, but it hasn't, at least not as an adult. So I wanted to do a deep dive back and continue on with some badass women, and Thelma and Louise was at the very top of my list. And I'm not going to lie, it's a bit because I wanted to see Brad Pitt in this as well. But Susan Sarandon, I have a real soft spot for since seeing her in Stepmom. And Gina Davis, we should cover League of Their Own, but Gina Davis, being the legend that she is, honestly, I just feel like I don't see enough of her. So this film felt like a really good step for me to just jump right back in to some powerhouse women that honestly don't get enough credit for what they've done. Since watching this film, I've seen an interview with Susan Sarandon, and because of the League of Their Own TV series, I've seen a bit of Gina Davis around, and you know, having her in back in pop culture. I haven't seen the series, but I feel like there should be more of these women around. My first take is that these women were super charismatic, and there was a real chemistry and a real like their characters were written in a way that really felt. I don't want to say genuine, like we don't get, you know, female friendships, but I mean, there's a whole lack of that on screen as well. Genuine female friendships. But I think it was written in, in such a way that felt tangible, that felt like these two women came from completely opposite worlds. And 
after thinking about it and marinating on it, my frustration with Thelma, Gina Davis's Thelma, I'm pretty sure that's right. Thelma was that she was so naive and, and, and she just got everyone in trouble. And, and Louise was just like this hard, I had no problems with Susan Sarandon at all. I feel like I'm screwing up their names, so I'll call them by their actor names, by their, by their actual names. But I feel like I didn't have any problems with Susan Sarandon. She felt, I think, like a lot of women feel when they've been slighted. Like, you know, her whole thing about going to Texas, which we don't need to talk about how women's rights is, has, has gone both a very long way from when this film was made to also being incredibly cut back and slimmed down. And I won't get too much into the politics of it all, but... It felt like Susan Sarandon's character was very much the hard shell and, and Gina Davis was the gooey center in a lot of ways. And the way, the way those two journeys felt like they were, they were opposites and towards the end of the film, again, after thinking about it, like very much met in the middle or have crossed paths and, and somehow ended up on the same side felt really, really good. My anger and frustration towards Gina Davis making things worse was terrible. My frustration about the state of our, of our, you know, the, the state of humanity when knowing that women still feel this way and that men still get away with the, these kinds of things and that it wasn't and never will be as simple as, I shouldn't say will never be. I'm actually quite optimistic and things will change. But again, from where this movie was made till now, seeing, Seeing, seeing how, seeing how much, and, but also how little things have changed, just made me angry. I wanted to escape and fall, fall into a different kind of film, and instead, it felt much more like this could have been a documentary, which is both sad but kind of thrilling in the way that Callie Curry, Ridley Scott, and the rest of the team, including, of course, Gina Davison and and Susan Sarandon, really were able to build this world that. Sure, I didn't fall into an escapist an escapist film, but I fell into something that happened to mirror the, the real world. And I think that is a feat of itself. And being able to recognize these friendships as something that, you know, everyone wants to ride or die. Is that where this came from? Is that where this came from? Ride or die? Anyways, everyone wants that ride or die. Everyone wants that person that they can depend on throughout. And I think they were that for each other when they're romantic partners, when life failed them entirely. So that was really fun, I think. I think this movie was gorgeous and took a real stab at making what I think is the very mundane, you know, Midwest countryside of America look rather beautiful. And it wasn't about cowboys. It was, again, about... (laughs) I'm thinking about the sunsets that were taking place and how really, you know, and then I was going to say it was them on the sunset adventure of their lives, right? And I don't mean that to be poetic and it's really, really cheesy, but I, I, when I think about this film, that's what I think of. I think of the dark that this movie started in, how, you know, not only it was just, it was just really awful light and fluorescent. It was nighttime and then we had the fluorescent light to the bar and how we went on this outdoor road movie-esque adventure outside and they 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 went off into the sunset happily in their in their demise. But again, really interesting and, and I'm sure and I know this is the reason why people think this is a classic film. It's a classic film. And I swayed back and forth on whether or not this was required watching whatsoever, but we'll get there. This film is the fifth as of twenty twenty to receive both to receive two Best Actress nominations with both 
Susan Sarandon and Gina Davis being nominated. They lost, of course, to Jodie Foster in The Silence of the Lambs. In fact, the entire Oscar season was swept by The Silence of the Lambs. But the film in Louise did win a Best Original Screenplay, and that means something. It means something. In terms of people who could have been in this movie but weren't, we have George Clooney and Jodie Foster, Michelle Pfeiffer, Robert Downey Jr., Cher, Meryl Streep, Goldie Hawn, a list of people that could have been in, 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 in either Thelma and Louise or whatever Brad Pitt's character's name was. In 2011 Vanity Fair article, Michelle Pfeiffer said that it was her idea that Ridley Scott direct this film instead of producing it. And I think, you know, Ridley Scott's a, a great producer and a great director, so good for him. Uh, in, in terms of if this film is required or not, I initially said no. And I thought, I let my initial I let my initial feelings of this movie get in the way. I could not see the forest beyond the trees. I in terms of like the anger that it made me feel of 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 Dina Davis's character and how our world didn't change, I couldn't see beyond it. Now, I think that it is required watching. I think this movie is required watching. I think we need more movies like this. I think we need more movies that like this movie did not preach anything about the situation that the girls were in. It was just about two women trying to reach a very similar path in two different ways. And and, and I appreciate that. I like that. I like that it wasn't preaching anything, but I like as an audience member, I saw the problems. I saw what, what our world is like. And I think as we continue to be in a in a in a system that would like to point out the issues that are going on in this, in this world. I like to point to Thelma and Louise as a place of not, of, of being a gentle hand and showing in points, of, being a gentle hand and putting up the mirror to the audience about what the world is like for an underrepresented group. And it is, I, I, I I'm sure it, it's, it's probably happening more now, but I don't know the last time I saw a female buddy movie, buddy comedy. Not that this was a comedy, but like, give me a movie with two female leads, and we could probably point at sixteen others with male leads. So, I think I think we do need more films like this. I think it's important to look at, honestly, the like, look at the amount of star power that had to take place in order to get this movie made. And Callie Curry, this is her first film, her first film, because the nineties were a wild time, and for spec features, and and. I think what she pulled off was, was quite incredible. Re- having read a bit of the script, it's quite amazing to see what took place. Like for, for someone's first film. That said, listen, it's, it's, it's that time of the, of the episode. We're done. So thank you very much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. If you are watching, why don't you subscribe to our podcast? If you are listening, why don't you subscribe to the YouTube? Anyways, please Leave comments and reviews on iTunes, and, and, and we appreciate it. We're doing a lot of giveaways coming up, so please stick around to support us, because without you guys, we are nothing. Because required watching, at the end of the day, is a film club. And a film club with only one member is terrible. But as we get into the new, new year, we'll have a lot of more exciting things happening your way, including some of our issues that I realized that we were having. So stick around. Let us know what you want to see, and we'll be back with another episode next week. Peace.